0: Welcome to Holistic Resistance Radio. This is Aaron Johnson.
1: Hello, this is Portia B. We're
0: going to be unpacking the one of our biggest fundraisers to date. Um, we are doing a queer housing project. Portia, speak a little bit about this project or give us a quick description of what we're working with here.
1: Yeah, so what we are doing in this fundraiser is the POC Queer Housing Project. And what this project is centered around is having an opportunity to create a co-housing that is centering POC, centering queer folks in Southern California. What we learned is that in Southern California, there is not an option of this type of living. And we want to implement that in Southern California. And we have several goals in that we want to be able to buy some acreage and, have a house that we are able to purchase and also on that land what we're desiring to do is build as many tiny homes and as many earth domes that we can as possible because earth domes are just amazing structures and they are earthquake resistant fire resistant which being in southern california is extremely important and um we also want to have the option of a tiny home because of the location in which we are located and recognizing that we do live in a hyper racist and hyper homophobic environment and so if these individuals need an option of leaving they have safe sustainable uh they have a safe sustainable house that they can get in and move their tiny homes to be in a safe space another important aspect of the POC housing project that we are looking to create is an option of being able to have a rain capturing system, solar panels that can help sustain. And I'll go more into those initiatives and those needs that we desire for the project. But overall, just to be able to have uh, POC be able to sustain themselves right here on the property.
0: Yeah, so it sounded to me like one of our goals in holistic resistance is to create a model, right? So then people can take these models and, and maybe do them other places. One of the things that we noticed is we want to not only have a housing for intentional community to disrupt ways in which we shelter, as folks of color, um, but also the idea of teaching people how to earth build, teaching people, you know, how to get their hands into the earth, you know, access to food that's grown on site with rain capture. Um, and so that, that complexity of like, how do we have a living space that's an intentional community and also is healing medicine, healing for the body, healing for the mind, recovery spaces. Mm -hmm. Obviously we can't help. A ton of people but we could help maybe nine people or ten or so maybe five full-time residents and some some places for some folks that want to come in and stay for a while um speaking to the idea of like shelter give me a little context of like just a little bit about what you've been through around shelter growing up and why this is just an important part of getting people started into the world of uh living in community and having secure shelter
1: yeah you know for me, growing up and having a single parent that had anywhere from maybe two to three hours a day to be able to be with all seven of her children mm-hmm. and at the same time worried about keeping a roof over our head and rent constantly being a, a conversation, I just really saw there were several pieces that stood out to me, Aaron, and that was the importance of community mm-hmm. the more that I became older and i and i started to live in a community, and I've been in a, in a community type setting of living, is I've seen the power of what it looks like and being able to have that support, to not have everything weighing on your shoulders in a lot of ways. And it, it was just very disrupting. You know, for me, I, I remember being young and, and questioning, oh, what would my living situation look like? Or, you know, I've I've dealt with homelessness several times in my lifetime, me and my family has been without shelter and so the you know just a piece of earth building alone became such a powerful uh a powerful piece for me and learning that i could build my own shelter and that literally the earth around me could be the thing that houses mm-hmm. me and mm-hmm. holds me in ways that the system couldn't
0: yeah. yeah thank you for sharing that i think um there's a way in which holistic resistance realizes that natural building earth building is a center of our work. If we had the budget for it, we would just build earth one, yeah. right? From scratch, from foundation to exactly. on a property and get permits and get a, all that. But we also know that budget wise, that's asking a lot because the county is pretty strict right now mm-hmm. um, on building earth domes. They exactly. uh, Maybe uh, three years ago, there is was an earth dome built in the Yucca Valley. It was permitted and they loved it when the Joshua Tree was permitted and done. And then there's a Earth uh, Earth 1, which would be what we would want to build. In Claremont, they built 1. And then the county changed the law, right, to where those plans are now disqualified. Yeah. So now for us to build Earth 1, we have to take the plans, buy the plans um, from Cal Earth, And then they, they're dead plans at that point. They're not usable for the county. Take them up to Portland. Exactly. Have engineers look at it and rewrite um. Uh, a new, a slightly a modifications to the plans to make them be green stamped of a secure structure, which is all just red, red tape. tape. <laughs> it's not, none of this is necessary. Yeah. And then we have to come back down to the county and say, can we build Earth One? Now, yeah. I would rather do that, right? Yeah. But the alternative, as far well as time's sake, is to purchase a normal house, a wood house, and then um, take our time in getting building smaller earth domes, like, you know, small that the county doesn't worry about, like less than 10 foot. Um, by ten foot little beautiful little huts and really get the skill set built and then work with the county over time to build on that five acres a secondary house that'll be a full size house with all the time so we aren't waiting five years for all that no I don't exactly. say I think five years if we have all the money we can do that in less time but that's why we're saying let's just we could either hey, one trail of this is that we can build a Earth One from scratch mm-hmm. second trail is that we can just build buy a, a normal house get the intentional community going have the gardens rain capture in place and then build on that we'll buy it on like a five acre plot and then build a second house, which would be earth one or exactly. an eco dome um, on that property. As we work through the red tape with the County, um, we're trying to do all of this above Borg. We don't want the County to come down on us or be stressing us out. We want to be a stress-free environment. We want to do all these things above Borg. We want to be able to make this scalable. If we're doing it legally, yeah. that makes it scalable. That's partly why we're making sure we're fundraising this so that we won't have to cut any corners. Um, the
1: other piece that that I know at Holistic is a sense that we're also trying to be able to teach mm-hmm. other POC queer folks yeah. how to build with yeah. Earth, how yeah. to build, how yes. to Earth build, yes. right? Because yeah. that's that's also the power in which we're trying to lean towards. is not just um, saying oh build it and it's done, but mm. also we empower yes. ourselves to take um, a, a initiative and action. And building a structure mm. that is healthy for the environment, yep. good for us overall, mm-hmm. and just powerful community space that can be held in that. Yeah.
0: Holistic Resistance talks about how do we resist holistically? Super Adobe building, tiny house building, alternative natural building, but specifically Super Adobe, um, is one of those big interruptions. Yes. Of like, we can actually live a more sustainable life, a more um, grounded life. Like me and you have built. You know, in 90 degree temperatures and <laughs> the heat here. Me and you have built domes yep. and shelters with our hands. And nice. you're not a professional builder. I'm a professional builder. Yep. And we have built these. Yep. We have learned. We've got, we, this is past. We can teach this, the basic parts of this in a week. Exactly. And that to me is really important to think about and hold as we're talking about holistic resistance.
1: And, you know, I, I think another thing that would be great to talk a little bit about this, Aaron, because not everyone is familiar with earth domes and earth building and things like that. Could you just share with with everyone on the podcast just a little bit about like the basics of earth building? Of course there's like a little like some measurements and things like that that need to be encompassing that needs to happen. But for the most part, for someone who's like I don't know if I can support with earth building, mm-hmm. I've never done it before. Yeah. Can you break down the simplicity of what that, earth building? That's huge. Is like-
0: and I, I'll share that because one of the things we need in our support is when we start building these structures we want to invite people from all over the United States to come camp out on our property once we get it purchased and help us build, help us plaster and all that is going to need it. And so it's so simple in a sense. It's um, earth bag, which is like a long tube. You can imagine like a sandbag, but stretched into a long tube. Usually you buy them by the mile. So you mm-hmm. buy a big roll uh, by the mile. I think we still got some left over from all the building we've done a mile. And usually it can be anywhere from 12 inches to 18 inches uh, thick the bag the sandbag and so what we do is we we build like a beehive kind of a a little coil on top of a coil we put um we put uh uh uh, bob wire in between each uh course we call it every time you lay a a course of bag it's called one course Mm -hmm. then we do some bob wire um sometimes we hammer rebar through every three feet um but that just depends on how you feel about the build most likely the the bob wire's most important piece we compact each bag now what's cool about it is that anyone that can lift a coffee can a gallon coffee can and hand it to the next person and can you know stand for 20 minutes or 30 minutes can contribute mm-hmm. or sit you can be sitting and be in a, a simula of moving the earth mm-hmm. and you just pour that coffee can inside the bag it's a, such a practical way exactly. and and then one person's holding the bag and they lay that bag And not laying that bag is just a little technique and then one person runs a compass mm-hmm. to make sure that the wall is consistently going up with the right um progression and not um off too off because if it's too off, it could fall. Right. um So the compassing takes a little bit of a skill set, but literally, um, I think most people that do compassing for a couple of hours get it. Like, oh, this is how compassing works. Mm-hmm. um There are more complicated ways to compass, but the basic part of the compassing that I learned is simple. Um, and we have one constant. It's a little chain that keeps you kind of accurate of the of the arch and then one that keeps you kind of progressing in closer and closer so one's a moving compass and one's a straight compass and spun over a podcast is impossible probably but <laughs> the idea is that that helps you regulate your circle and make sure your circle yeah. is consistent going up yeah. outside of that everyone could jump in there and pound people could jump in there and blaster people could jump in there and shovel um, this is a hands-on quiet singing we, we've sang we've jammed while we built you know, and that's actually what's beautiful about earth building. It's not a loud experience. Uh, most most of the time, it's just chill. You know, We get to sit there and talk and process and sing and be in community yes. as we make the yes. building go up.
1: Yeah. Thank, thank you so much for sharing that, Aaron. I, I think that that just really breaks it down and helps simplify this conversation of what does earth building look like? What does it mean? What does it consist of? And you know, I just want to share a little bit for myself. When I started building, when I very first started earth building, there was an experience for me that I saw the power of being able to be close to the earth and at the same time building a structure that would then be sheltering my loved one. There's a story that you often tell that just always warms my heart when you talk about is that you say, like, when you walk, you were you, were you and um, your wife, Camelia, were laying down the bed and you looked up and you're like, oh, look, there's my loved one's hands, you know? And you talk about how, like, there's this piece where you can you can see and you can you can feel the love of, of and the energy of everyone who put their hands on mm-hmm. that structure. And I and you know, I have a similar desire in the PLC co housing project as we build earth domes and things of that sort is that I could I could look and say, Oh, that was when we were singing that song. Oh, that's when we were we were um holding space for that grief space or we're doing work on this project in a way that we could come together as community and in a huge way that um, you know, and, and not like anti-wood building, but, you know, there's louder um, tools that needs to be used. But with earth building, it could be song singing. It could be um, processing. And I, I just really appreciate that. So I appreciate you bringing that up.
0: Yeah, I, you know, the one that's important about earth building, it's a handmade house. You know, I, I love wood. Wood is beautiful. But what I find is how we historically build houses in America is very wasteful. Um, the if you think about how wood's processed, buying it, it's just, it's not a sustainable process. Mm-hmm. And living in the Mojave Desert with a soil is really ideal for super adobe building. I am shocked that the county is, or I'm not shocked, the county is so slow at inviting us into it because I go into most houses, it's chemical, mm-hmm. It's it's paint and it's mm-hmm. plastic and it's all kind of chemicals mm-hmm. that make up a house. What is involved? You can build a clean house, but the way they're traditionally built, houses aren't built to really feed the soul. Yeah. Super Adobe, I've lived in a dome for five years yeah. and reluctantly moved, um, not because I wanted to, because I didn't want the, the county tracking me while I was living there. And so I realized that because right. the county was now tracking us that I wanted to move out so I could either alter the building or what I needed to do without worrying about displacing myself. And so for me, I'm now living in a wood tiny house, and it's beautiful. I love it. But when you think of a structure, I learned living in earth dome that it it, it makes a difference when you have a building that breathes, right? So when I lived in the earth dome, what we figured out we have a 13 foot tall by or 13 foot wide, 15 feet tall earth dome. That earth dome. In the morning, you. Can open the windows. It's the coolest time of the day here in the desert. It takes about 20, 30 minutes. Mm. It cools off inside from all the you know sleeping and energy you might have. And you close the windows. If you have little covers, cover the windows. If you have a wood door, we had a metal door, it still worked with the metal door. Mm-hmm. And you close it, you know, doors already closed, the windows open. Cools off. You close it. And from literally seven or six in the morning until about four or five in the evening, it's a pretty consistent 75 to 80 degrees. Even if it's 105 or 100 degrees outside, it stays consistently that much. So right around 4 o'clock, the heat finally makes it through the 18-inch thick walls, the earth walls, and starts entering into the room. So it's getting kind of muggy right around 4 o'clock to like 6. All you do literally in a small dome like that is open the door. And in an hour, all that warm heat dispenses itself, Mm. and the sun's down at that time, and you can invite in some more cool air and then close the door or a window, Mm -hmm. whatever you want to use for, for... And that's the cooling system. Now... What's beautiful about our dome is built right next down to our stick house. And I say that because the stick house, the wood house, the normal house, we have the swamp cooler running all day, right? It's 100 degrees. And, and certain rooms in the, in the house are still 95 degrees, even though the swamp <laughs> yeah. cooler is running all day. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and so what I find is that earth domes can be manageable in the Mojave Desert, in Palm Springs, and in the Joshua Tree, in harsh environments. Mm. And and sure, a fan will be great and sure having a cooling system in place is fine. But what we'll find is everything around installation and sustainability and the fire hazards is in breathing and or using natural it's material. It it is it is superior by a long shot. And so for me, mm-hmm. then the spiritual element of it is we built our dome with our community. Yeah. So the community can come out and support. It didn't know how to be skilled. If they could pick up a coffee can, we had two folks that knew how to build, me and my brother. Everyone else we kind of taught as we went. Yep. That's what's beautiful about it. Is someone yeah. else is learning, yeah. and you can be in community,
1: yeah. right?
0: And so for me, what's beautiful about that is that that's when we start plastering. I can see the hamper. So we did a rough plaster. Usually what you do is you do you know, your your rough plaster, then you come back over it with a, a smooth plaster, and then you come back over it with like a elastomeric or some kind of sealant, and then you might paint it after that. Well, what we did in size. we started plastering, which so a rough plaster went up, and we are going to put a smooth plaster on, and we said, let's leave the rough plaster. because the rough plaster, you can see all the imprints. You can see mm. the textures. You can see all the folks' hands and prints and yeah. divots and parts of the building that was in place. And me and my wife said, let's just leave it. Mm-hmm. Earth color, no paint, just raw, rough plastered. And we put a ceiling on it to keep it from like crumbling. Yes. Not crumbling, but keep it a little bit of water-resistant so our hands rub against it. It'll, it'll, it'll stay kind of a little, a barrier between, a little wet barrier. But other than that... That is how it's been for the last seven years. And so for me, this is the kind of experience that I think more black folks and POC folks need to have experience. This is a part of their life. And I think it will ever change how we think about architecture and building and empower us in a way that I feel like American culture does not want us to be empowered. They keep talking about Mm -hmm. safety. And I always think it's important. Oh, we want to be safe. That's why these Mm -hmm. codes are here. To help you be safe. And these architects have been tested. They're superior in their building. They're superior in their safety. They're superior in fire building. In every level of shelter building, yeah. domes are more superior. Strength, fire resistance, chemicals, people oh. that have allergic reaction or mold issues, domes are superior. right? Mm-hmm. But what's interesting is a county are like, no, oh, no, 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 no. We'll watch paradise burn to the ground. The entire city wiped out mm. in several hours. And when they talk about rebuilding it, they're talking about building more wood buildings, Mm-hmm. There are many burned areas now with climate change that are going to be coming, including the high desert here. We burn every five years badly here. Mm-hmm. With climate change, the wildfires in California only get worse. And it blows my mind that that paradise fire killed more people than I've ever seen in a fire. Maybe in the history of our country, I wouldn't be surprised, probably in, the, in recent history, but definitely in the last, my lifetime, mm-hmm. I've never seen the numbers that we saw in paradise die. And what was shocking is to go back and build more wood buildings there again. Mm-hmm. And 50 years from today, paradise is going to burn again. Right, same building, but I imagine if we put 50% of the buildings were earth buildings, super dobes, none of them will burn. Mm. None of them will burn. That to me should be a no brainer in every burn zone in California. They should, be, they should be giving subsidies for folks to be building earth domes. So I just want to be that, I want to be on this end right. of the conversation. That's why everywhere we're going to have our kind of you know, community, we're going to build earth domes. We need to yeah. disrupt yeah. the thinking in our community and this, this this I think project speaks to that. Yeah. And when invite the United States, the anyone anywhere in the country to come and learn and practice with us and building community and reaching for black and supporting black people. Yes. This kind of architecture needs to be in the middle of it. Because shelter is a problem for POC folks yes. in the United States and particularly in Southern California we have a shelter problem historically. And I know yes. we can't solve everyone, but yes. this model can start the conversation and stop the ignorance that we see through the county and the city and the state when it comes to architecture and sheltering people, particularly brown people and black people. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Thank you so much for sharing all that. Mm. 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 So, for all of y'all that have been hanging out with us for the last, uh, let's see... Uh, 20 minutes or so I want to just let you all know that this is a this is a passion for us we're not going to stop um, building we're not going to stop um, thinking about shelter and taking on the complexity around shelter yeah this fundraiser for people's housing is our first project after we're done with this and it's established we want to start another one right but we wanted to start the first one here in the Mojave Desert specifically in Phelan because there is no such thing of this here Intentional communities in the Northwest are pretty common. Even down in Joshua Tree and Los Angeles, there's some intentional communities. Chico mm-hmm. has a really big, you know, intentional community thinking, but mm-hmm. the Mojave Desert, particularly feeling, does not exist. And it, yeah. and it definitely doesn't exist for POC folks. And it no. definitely doesn't exist when it comes to natural building to be one of the centerpieces around it. So there's exactly. so many um, barriers we're breaking down for this project. Um, we just appreciate anyone that hears our voice. Yeah. To let us take on the impossible. The county, the government, wildfires, climate change. That's what we're talking about around this model here. But I think we can keep that creativity going. We want to thank Cal Earth for teaching us yes. how to earth build and being such a great consulting force. Yes. And they're doing the good fight themselves yeah, to, yes, yeah. to take on uh, the the housing industry, the force. If you ever have any time to go to Spirit California, it's not far from where we are. Um, Cal earth is worth visiting. I highly recommend it, calearth.org.
1: Yeah, thank you so much, Aaron, for sharing all that. And yeah, I, I, I couldn't agree with you more. Once I started to earth build with Aaron and supporting him and building his earth dome, I was just like, hey, Aaron, I wanna I build me one too. And ever since it's just been so, so powerful to see the prolificness of that work happen and I also want to talk a little bit about how, you know, what we're talking, we're not just talking about, we're actually, you know, following that up with action. And specifically, if we could, I know this is a different project, but I think it's worth mentioning, talk a little bit about the Chronically undertouch project and how earth building and being close to the earth is a part of that conversation.
0: you constantly see in Holistic Resistance, us have a project over here, POC Queer Housing, right? And you have a project over here called the Chronically undertouch. They're really together in a lot of ways, right? Because you think about yeah, exactly. we're working right now with young black men exactly. around their chronically undertouched needs, which is a huge conversation within itself. We have several podcasts about that specifically. And then we have the queer housing. And one of the things that's important, we talk about mental health, we talk about violence in the black community, we talk about um self-care routines. Well, the chronic undertouch is that. And so you'll watch, you know, podcasts and videos around the chronic undertouch, what you'll see us doing in the chronically untouched is taking sessions inside of what? The earth, earth dome. dome. You'll see us outside working with the earth, or the earth plastering, mm-hmm. in community. Yep. This is all a part of our touch needs being met. They aren't yep. really separate. Yep. We separate them for simplicity purposes so people can support exactly. our campaign for chronic and touch because that's important work that we're doing, right? And some people say, I want to support the Queer Housing Project and a and, and PLC-controlled housing project. Yes, but understand in the end, on this intentional community, what are we going to do inside there? We're going to be disrupting under-touched. Yeah, uh,
1: yeah, we're going to be taking
0: workshops. We're going to be healing. We're going to do a lot of help and support. And what's important about health resistance is we don't charge POC people for our services. And so we want to keep as, all this is f- as free as possible. The housing will be subsidized. We don't know how much fundraising we we'll be able to do. Yeah. It'll be either close to zero, like I mean, it's low cost, exactly. controlled, like 200 bucks a month or $100 a month. Or, you know, work in exchange, help build some domes, work the farm. Whatever you do to help kind of balance it out. But we aren't trying... Exactly. To charge black folks to heal, exactly. to charge black folks to live organically and naturally. We want to offer these as free as possible for folks. All PLC folks have access to this wisdom. We want to make it as accessible. And so through your donation, you make this accessible. And so the Chronic Touch Campaign mm-hmm. is to me um, a block, right? Earth building is a block. Mm-hmm. Chronic Touch is a block, and these blocks and many things um, that kind of build yep. the infrastructure. Of holistic resistance. So that's the two projects that we're launching right now. It's a campaign out right now, um, uh, GoFundMe campaign to support the Chronic and Touch Project, and now we have this fundraiser for the Queer Housing Project. And what's important to note too, and I'll say this me in the end here, is security is an issue. We live in a place where white folks have burned down and tore down buildings that were POC controlled. There's a mosque that was out in the Adelanto area um, that had a burial site only. Probably one of the few in the country that buries folks, you know, the way that their religion um, asked um, and someone burned it down. Yeah, And the FBI is still, quote unquote, investigating, they haven't found out who did it. But we know who burned down this mosque. Right. We know what happened. It had no electricity out there. This is an off grid mosque. It's, you know, it, it was burned and, mm-hmm. um it, our church has been vandalized multiple times over the last yeah. ten years um so yeah. you knowlasco's so painted on it broken into i mean the there's the security flags fly. exactly, so for okay. us, we don't want to have this this housing community not have a solid fence around the entire perimeter cameras. and cameras available to yeah. track people that are kind of trying to track us. And and we're not going to announce this on Facebook. We're building this in feeling because we want people tracking us that are want to target us right now with this emboldened white supremacist environment we're in. And so this is going to be kind of a low key fundraiser. We're doing this. Um, we're doing this very very. Um, we're not giving away addresses or where exactly. we're going to be building this at. Um, only people know about this is folks that are in our circle that we know that we can trust because white supremacist folks to attack POC and queer folks is a common thing. Exactly. Um, and we don't want that to be a part of our world. So security is a big issue. So one of our in this fundraiser, we want to also if you are a specialist in security, say you install cameras, maybe you help that. That's your wheelhouse of perfection or skill set. We want to talk to you. We want to put a fence around this place, a six-foot-tall fence, probably earthen fence or a solid fence mm-hmm. so that we can have some sense of security as well as with a solid alarm system so that people can't just come on site and cause harm to the folks of color that are in this room or in this in this project and on this property that we're going to be building. Yes. Great. Any other closing thoughts you want to add before we wrap up this podcast today, Portia?
1: Yeah. So, um... Basically, the fundraiser will be September 21st. Mm-hmm. And I just want to go over a, a brief list of things of ways that um people can help and support the PLC housing initiative that doesn't Great. just require them to be here in person. Some yeah. folks aren't able to give money. Some people aren't able to be here in person. And so here are some remotely ways you can support as well. Um, so some of those include assisting us in trying to find land, having options of land. We're looking for permaculturalists, uh, individuals who uh, understand and have the option of procurement and installation of solar panels, being able, like Aaron said, about security, earth builders, volunteers and experience, and anybody who would like to take time to donate tools like uh, building materials that we may need as well. And overall, support and money towards our donation and goal and being able to raise for uh, this POC housing project. Yeah.
0: All right. Um, I don't know who you are, but whoever's listening to this podcast, we thank you for that. We are doing our good work here and staying creative and taking on the impossible. And I know that 20 years, 10 years from today, we can look back at this project and be so glad that we invested in it now. Yes. It can give shelter to folks for a lifetime. And that to me is what we want to see happen in this, uh, house number one in holistic resistance, uh, projects that we are launching.
1: Yes, I, and I too also just want to say thank you. There are lives that will be touched immensely and and truly in a lot of ways being being supported in ways that otherwise wouldn't happen outside of a project of this magnitude. So just really appreciate you listening to this podcast, taking in the wisdom. Thank you Aaron for sharing all the details and, and your wisdom around earth building. Thank you for teaching me how to earth build. And like we said, we we keep holistically resisting in all the ways.
0: All right, let's keep reaching. I'm going to give a cell phone number. If you go to the website, you can email me. But one of the fastest ways to start having conversations about this send them calls on me. You can call me or text me first at this number at 885-6740. Again, you can text or call me at 885-6740 um, and get more information about this. Say I want to have a conversation with you or Porsche, or maybe text it out. I want to support how do, I, how do I do a certain project or how do I get involved in a way like right now. That number will get you attached to us real quickly. You can email us as well, as well from our website. But know that a text, that number is like gold. Get to us right now. Much love. Peace. Peace. Oh, also, keep reaching. <laughs>